When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I am really excited today. Addie, Tedro, and I spent three days or three crazy, two days, crazy days in D.C. We went to the Capitol. We went underground at the Capitol. We went to the White House. We... We really did the town up right. Do you remember, Addie, not that long ago, right? Yeah, that was an amazing experience. Uh, probably once in a lifetime for me, but I'm, we, I'm really no, excited that a, I got we to We had a that. blast. We were just sort of thrown together. There was five of us that were wandering around and doing everything. But Addie's a sophomore in high school. And mm-hmm. quite often, I love to bring in a guest podcaster with me who has a love for some sort of uh, some sort of movie that we're doing. And then I found out that you loved The Hunger Games. Oh, yes. I have been a huge Hunger Games fan. Um, I actually read when the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes book, I actually have it right here with me. Uh, when the book came out, uh, I remember, I think I was like in eighth grade and I went to my library in the, my middle school and I read that book in like two days. I'm a very fast reader. Oh, wait, had you all, now in eighth grade, had you already read the other, the trilogy? Yes, yes. I actually, I actually have uh, all of the books here with me today. <laughs> um, as uh, you could probably see, my original Hunger Games book is very beat up. I've read this book tons and tons of times over and, and over again. How old were you, Maddie, when you first, when, Addie, when you first read it? Oh, I gotta say, like, sixth or seventh grade. Really? I remember... I probably would have read it earlier, but my mom, my dad wanted me to read it, but my mom wasn't, she thought it might've been a little too violent for younger me. So she had me like wait a year or so. Well, kid, um, yeah, kids killing each other in the center. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, but wait, but Addie, if you can take yourself back in time, I know that my listeners will be so interested in what, I mean, were you this passionate about other books that you've read or is this something that just really took off inside you? What about it? made you love it so much? Well, I've always been such a huge reader. Um, I was that kid in elementary school yeah. that would flex that they've read the Harry Potter books. <laughs> um, and I, I've i always just been a huge fan of uh, reading itself. And I've always loved the more like fantasy genre, especially I was a huge Harry Potter fan. Still currently am, really great series. Um, But when my dad introduced me to Hunger Games, I immediately was like, wow, this is a really amazing book. Uh, The writing itself was really good. Like the pacing, the writing, the storytelling itself was amazing. And it just totally captivated me. And I just found myself reading the book over and over and over again. Just Addie, and when you read it, is it Katniss? Do you, you know, we always say at work, I, I work in marketing 
And we say, if you can show somebody a mirror of themselves and a window into which they aspire to be, then that's the perfect combination. Do you see yourself in Katniss? I I do, honestly. I, um, especially like her attitude almost, like um, I'm definitely not, sometimes I'm definitely not the most pleasant person to be around though, especially when I'm tired. But um, just especially just Katniss and her whole, like thought process, her like attitude, just I definitely saw myself in her. And that's probably what really captivated me because it was almost a character I could like relate to. Um, it, and it was just, um, yeah, really similar. Well, and then I found out that uh, that Addie and her father were going to see it just before Thanksgiving. And I just asked her if she'd come in and talk with me about it. But let's just, I'm going to do a little bit of an introduction to the film and songbirds and snakes it's the hunger games songbirds and snakes now by the way the minute i heard snakes i had issues i have a huge phobia of snakes so for <laughs> me, i gotta tell you that's a deal breaker i'm not sure should, they should put it in the title but so it flips everything that we know about the games and it takes us to where it all started uh when snow's introduction to them now snow's a guy in high school and he's pretending to be wealthy when he's not and so the Hunger Games are not doing well. No one's watching it because it's a bunch of poor kids fighting in a ring. There's no excitement or anything around it. So it's not doing well. So they bring in uh, these high schoolers to sort of mentor those who have to go into the Hunger Games ring. And Snow is given this woman, Lucy, who basically they have a very short uh, love story, but it takes place 64 years before Katniss's uh, reaping and first Hunger Games victory. And the necessity for the specific, not quite six and a half decade time jump is because Everdeen's second foray into the games is the 75th annual. So that's why they sort of have to do that, which makes total sense when you think about it. But so that puts Snow, who we know to be the future president of Pen of Penem, uh, in the spotlight. So he's he's not a bad guy. He's a good guy. And for me, I don't know about you, but this I thought the film really stood on its own. I would have enjoyed it without the Hunger Games trilogy, which turned out to be four four uh, separate uh, films. I loved the Hunger Games. I saw them all twice. I thought they were really good. I thought the first two were much better than the last three. Yeah. But I thought this could stand on its own. I thought it was a really interesting story around good and evil. Did you feel that way? Yeah, um, I saw it as more of like a good versus society almost because I felt like the Snow would, like you said, Snow was definitely in the beginning, it was a good guy. He was trying yeah. to help Lucy, but the pressures of like his like family legacy and how like everyone expected him to be this mighty Snow that he resulted in the way he did. Just a cruel, heartless guy that enjoyed watching people suffer. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess he did enjoy watching people suffer. And Lucy. Uh, we have a, there's a lot of of odes to the Hunger Games. You know when when you know she does her bow. The the director has said you know that was a nod to Katniss Everdeen. There were a number of moments in there that were nods to Katniss Everdeen. But I wanted to talk a little bit about now that I've seen this, I think about Snow and the way he treated Everdeen. And now we know in our mind's eye anyway, it's all fantasy, right? But 
you know, we didn't know about Lucy when we saw the Hunger Games one, two, and three, four, right? We didn't know uh, that he had fallen in love with what would be the equivalent of Cadness Everdeen back when he was a teenager. And I can't help but think how I now look at that and I look at how he was portrayed. Now, obviously the writers and the directors didn't know about Snow's history with somebody who was actually entered into the Hunger Games, but you can see how Snow is a little blindsided by this young girl coming up out of uh, out of the 12th district. I thought that was interesting. I mean, did you see, were you thinking about the older Snow when you're watching this film? Did he come to your mind at all during it? Honestly, not really. I kind of saw young Snow almost as a completely different person. Because when you watch the original Hunger Games movies and you read the books, you're just like, dang, that's a horrible guy, like really bad, evil man. But then when you're reading the books, it's almost like a completely different person. Like he in the beginning, like he genuinely cared about Lucy Gray. So I just was thinking of him as a completely different person. And I kind of had to remind myself, I was like, this guy is going to be a bad guy. So it's like, you know, can't really almost like I kind of liked him, but like. I had to remind myself, you know, he's the bad guy, you know, so. Right, 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 exactly. Now, Lucy Snow, you've seen her before. We saw her in West Side Story, Spielberg's West Side Story film. Did you see West Side Story? I think so. Uh, I think I watched it one time in my English it, class. Yeah, no, it was a mute. No, you probably saw the earlier version. There was one that came out so, two yeah. years ago with Angel Elgort who's sort of a heartthrob kind of guy. And it's it was a, a Spielberg's updated version. The girl can sing. And one of the highlights in that is when she sings the song that we hear Katniss sing all those years later, you know, that she's written. So they've really tied it into uh, Everdeen and what was going on in that. But I, I thought there were some really beautiful moments that sort of took the stress away a little bit. You know, Lucy was a complicated character. What'd you think of her? I really liked, uh, I really liked Lucy. I thought she, her attitude as well in the games, like she, if I was in her position, I would have totally the entire time just been a panicking wreck, just <laughs> not like I would not have been able to function, but she like, she, it's like she almost knew what she was doing the entire time. The way she was playing her cards right to get the sponsors, to get like to survive was really interesting. Um, and it's like, yeah, she was just a really complicated character that i grown to like, especially because she reminded me of Katniss. Yeah, she did a lot, a mm -hmm. lot, you know, although she was a more confident person. You know, Katniss Everdeen was an introvert, shy, not somebody who liked being in the spotlight. You know, the only time she rose, you know, to thrust herself there was in defense of her sister. Um, all through, she fought the idea of being that center stage person. Lucy's not like that. They're very different in their makeup in terms of how they approach the whole thing, I think. Yeah, they're both they're definitely pretty different because I feel as well because Lucy doesn't really have anybody that close to her. Like we know her, both of her, her parents are dead. So it's, we... She didn't, really, she didn't really have a little sister to, you know, like to really defend so it's just like her priorities, I want to say, are a little different than Katniss's. Yeah, they were. They were. Did you relate to her at all? I know you related to Katniss. Did you relate to her? 
yeah more like in her her defiance as well but in the end how like she basically refused to give up the entire time with the pre presented uh situation but she kept striving through and i i honestly related to that determination right well you know it's funny because um i'm not gonna i'm we're not gonna give anything away but we will just say one thing is snow does not go back to find out what happens to her in the end now no. you know so we don't know whether lucy survives or not we you know that's not and this is it we'll put a little spoil alert in our write-up uh of of our podcast but did you like that or would you rather have known i didn't like it i kind of liked it because it was it was it was an open-ended ending where it left it up to the audience's interpretation um i really like that because it like let us use our imagination to imagine what we thought might have happened to her um, I personally think she got away and is like living in the forest like she wanted to. Well, so you're an optimist. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't that be nice? See, I didn't think that. What did you think? I, I, I just, I didn't like not being told. You know, I don't, I don't love an ending that has me make up the ending. You know, if I wanted to write it, I would have written it. So I don't, I don't like those kind of endings, but a lot of people do. And I don't think they were stupid to do that because the other thing is, let's say she was killed. You know, Katniss Everdeen's never killed. And I think for the age group that's going in, it would be really hard. Uh, it would be really hard for them to take if she wasn't, if she didn't make it. So I don't, I don't have a problem with it at all. I really didn't. I really didn't. So a yeah. couple of trivia things. Oh, can we talk about Viola Davis? Now, do you know who she is, Viola Davis? Probably not. I don't think so. Okay, Viola Davis is a woman of color who's won an Academy Award, one of the strongest actors of our time. And she was in a movie called The Help. And it was about... Um, these women of color who were housekeepers in the South and how badly they were treated. Uh, they were raising these children of their employers. And it's an amazing, amazing film, but she's never been a villain before. And for her to play the villain in this um, was, it was basically shocking. You know, we just don't see her in that kind of role. So she plays Dr. Um, Volumnia, Gaul, Gaul. Uh, so she's a bad guy. And it was funny because they talked to the director and they said, you know, we were surprised to see, uh, you know, Francis Lawrence was asked, why did you pick Viola Davis for this role? And basically he said, there's a moment in the health, in the film, the health, where she's standing, looking out the window and she's got this look on her face, like, don't mess with me where she could rise to the occasion of not being a good guy, you know, and, and he cast her. I thought she did a really good job. Did you? Yeah, I thought she did a really good job with that. I thought she fit into the role perfectly well. I was, I was definitely a little afraid of her as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Now also the snakes, like, could we have, couldn't it have been ants or something else? Like, I'm not alone in my fear of snakes. I have to tell you, I had to look away. I almost left. It's just very, I think some of those moments are very difficult to take. You didn't find that? It de they're definitely, it was, it was a little hard to watch at times, especially with all of that, the violence as well. Um, but I thought that they, they did it so well that it's like almost you're not like fully registering almost like you're seeing all of this horrible violence. It's like, 
you're kind of just looking at the whole story itself and you're just so engaged in it that you're not really realizing oh my gosh that is so awful like th there are definitely some points with that as well but overall I thought they just did the storyline really well with all of the violence and not making it too much because there is definitely a point where especially in the Hunger Games it would be easy to do a little too much violence but they they did it pretty well. Now the um this podcast is basically looking at film and television from a female perspective. I am so disappointed to see that the ratings for this film in Rotten Tomatoes is 68%, which is not surprising because the reviewers in Rotten Tomatoes, 92% of them or some outrageous number are all male reviewers. And it's funny because The Hunger Games was seen and highly ranked uh, the, the the trilogy, which was a quadruple or whatever you want to call it, um, was ranked quite high. This is not, I think they're making a mistake. So if you're thinking of not seeing it or watching it on streaming, I'm sure it'll be out on streaming by Christmas. I I highly recommend seeing it, even if you haven't seen The Hunger Games. I don't think you think you need to see them to get a lot out of this film, especially in the times in which we're living. You know, we're living at a time when right and wrong, black and white, uh, good and bad, all of those things are just so complicated. And it really ena enables us to say, okay, you got to look for within. There's at one point Lucy says, I think we, we all have goodness in us and living our life is to try to remind us to stay on the right side of good. I thought that was an, a really important moment in the film. And I think it's a good film to go with your daughter and we'll talk about it afterward. I mean, would you agree? What what age group do you think belongs there? If you were in the sixth grade again, do you think you could have seen this film? I definitely think I could have seen this film. I feel like sixth grade and up would definitely be a great age group for it because, you know, sixth graders, uh, they're a little more mature than your average elementary schoolers. I mean, they are fresh out of elementary school, but they definitely have a little bit more of that maturity that I had um, to, you know, look at this film and see it for as a beautiful piece of work. It is. It is. So are you giving it uh, tons of thumbs up? What are, What's your. What's oh, yes. Your thumbs up everywhere. Amazing. Just the storyline, the casting too. I thought they did really great with that, with just every character. Don't they? they always do. Mm -hmm. I don't all the Hunger Games has had incredible casts that you, you know, you get to say, oh my God, look who's playing that role. Um, okay, did you have a favorite scene and do you have a favorite character? I gotta say, probably one of my favorite scenes would be Am I am I allowed to spoil? Am I allowed to spoil? Yeah, I'll scene? just say it up okay. front. Might be a all right. I gotta say at the very end, um, oh, I have two favorite scenes. I'll, I'll I'll just say them both. But my first favorite scene is probably um, in the very end where Lucy Gray is. She's the only one left, and she's surrounded by all those snakes, and she is singing that song about like the defiance and everything. I just thought I was like, wow, like this is a beautiful moment. And it was just, it was just a wow moment. Like I got goosebumps because her voice is amazing. And the scene itself with like all the snakes around her, it's just wow, wow moment. My eyes were closed, but her voice is tremendous. Okay, what was your, <laughs> what was your other scene? My other scene would probably be, I forgot his name, but it was the point where after that uh, one girl uh, died from drinking the poison water and her district partner came and saw her and was just so devastated. 
and he gathered up all of the dead bodies and he like laid them in a nice line and he tore down the Capitol flag and like laid it over their bodies. I, again, a goosebumps moment because it was just such a moment of like huge defiance because everyone thinks that the Capitol is so amazing, but he's like, if he wasn't interrupted with uh the sign, Miss, I, I forget all the names, but if he wasn't interrupted, I feel like people would have, seen him and because he was saying something like about like look at what you guys have done but if he wasn't interrupted I feel like people would have seen that and been oh my gosh this is like why are we doing this that we just want to forget the war why do we keep bringing this up so I definitely feel like that was a huge goosebumps moment as well well it's interesting you bring that up of why are we doing this because Snow has asked the question a couple times by Viola Davis and he's asked uh, why do we do the Hunger Games? And his his answer changes over time. Do you have an answer to that question? Why do they do the Hunger Games? Well, my thought of the Hunger Games was definitely with uh, Snow's original thought, where it's to remind and punish the districts of rebelling against the great power of the capital, which I would have agreed with. And then Snow's answer at the end, where it's to like remind us of like our like our I like some it was like to remind us of like our who like who like our animal parts like we're animals and we're awful people and it's like to remind us of like the great power of what the human being can do like what our minds can do but I'm kind of like halfway in between both of those like I feel like the Hunger Games was definitely um about remind punishing the districts but um I remember in the original Hunger Games books uh, Snow says that, uh, Old Snow, he says that the Hunger Games were a way to, cause to squash hope in the districts of another rebellion. Uh, because I remember he mentioned that the children were like the new, uh, the new generation, a new, new hope and taking those children and killing them in this arena essentially is a way to squash that hope. And I definitely think that's that's probably one of the ways that I would definitely lean towards with like what the Hunger Games are about. You know, there's a moment, I don't, I think it's in the, in the second Hunger Games film uh, when Snow's granddaughter, he says, Oh, I like your, they're sitting having breakfast. And he says to her, I like your hair. And she goes, Oh, we're all wearing it like this now. And he goes, why are you all wearing it like that? And then he realizes because that's the way Katniss Everdeen wore her hair and he then realizes now there's a hero. And when there's a hero, you you can't squash hope. And that's a pivotal moment in the film back then when we recognize that heroes encourage hope. And that's why he has to squash her, you know, uh, because then a martyred hero then lives forever. I mean, he's in a very tough moment in that time. And I think that speaks to what you're speaking to now. It's a great answer. Wait, are we can't, I, I know everyone's going to write into me if I don't ask you, what are you reading now? Ooh, right now I'm currently Besides just reading. Besides your homework book. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, high school is definitely kicking my butt, but um. Uh, right now, I'm just reading a bunch of uh, fantasy, just a bunch of random books that I, I'm definitely on TikTok a lot, but I see if uh, I'm on book talk, as they call it, um, just a, a bunch of TikToks about different books. And if I see one that I liked, I kind of just look into it. Uh, right now, I'm reading a book. It's called Dance of Thieves. Um, I definitely think you guys should check it out. It's uh, about 
this uh it's like a bunch of kingdoms i'm only like a hundred or so pages in but it's about these different kingdoms that are like on the brink of war and the a a queen in one of the kingdoms sends like a few of her personal guard to go into another kingdom to like observe it because they think that that kingdom has like has a bunch of violations in their treaty so they want to like figure that out well the one of the guards she runs into the actual king himself and they call the king a different name but she basically runs into him and uh this i'm not spoiling anything it says it on the back of the book but they both end up getting kidnapped by labor hunters and they ended up getting like chained together by like shackles on their feet and they have to figure out a way to like get out and not like kill each other because they hate each other um but it's it's kind of more of like an enemies to lovers but it's like definitely a nicer book um that it's definitely a lot of fantasy and i really like the fantasy aspect of books it's just fantasy is just and how do you find your books how do you find which books you're gonna read um definitely like i said through through tiktok honestly um i just get these book recommendations of where it's like a little tidbit of the book and it's like wow that sounds interesting and i like go look it up on google and get like the get the little blurb i don't forget what they call it i think it's that um but other times i do sometimes uh, my mom takes me to target sometimes on her grocery uh like when she gets groceries and I just go wander into the the book section. And if I see a book that looks good, I'll like crack it open, read the first few pages. And if I'm lucky enough with enough with enough uh, begging for my mother, I'll be like, please, can you buy me this book? But um, sometimes she does end up buying me those books and I read them and it's really good. Yeah. And you know what I I always do with my books is I, I call it Pass It On. I send it to somebody who hasn't asked for it saying you must read this, you know. Um, I like that. I like that. Books on. Yeah, always, always, always. Thank you so much for doing this with me, Addie. I really appreciate it. It's so nice to see you. I haven't seen you since yeah. March. Yeah, um, thank you so much for I'll, having me on. We'll have this to meet on another tour somewhere, but thank you for doing yeah. this. Let me know what you're watching, and if it's a film I want to review, we'll definitely uh, get together again, okay? All right, thank you so much.